This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe. And today in episode 183, we're going to be talking about some homeschool tech hacks. And I have a guest with me who's going to be sharing these ideas. And our guest today is Lindsay Knoll. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. And just uh, right up front, we tell you that Lindsay's last name is spelled K-N-E-R-L. It's a silent K. So if you're looking her up online, be sure to add the K in. Lindsay, before we start talking about tech hacks, would you like to share with us a little bit about yourself, your homeschooling and your work? Sure. So um, we started homeschooling from the very beginning with our six-year-old, who's now 23. It was a one-year experiment that we just kept extending year after year until we ended up uh, homeschooling all six of our children, who now the youngest would be eight. Um, And so we just have five boys in the home. We did this while I built a writing content business, Neural Family Media, which is a, a corporate writing company for tech businesses. And we do white papers and case studies. And then my husband's home with me and he manages our homestead with our chickens and gardens and repairing cars and all the things that come up uh, day to day. He's kind of our problem solver. And during the last couple of years, I worked on a book, Homeschool Hacks, that Simon and Schuster put out during the middle of the pandemic. And that kind of added another new fun element to our homeschooling lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> so Lindsay's book, which you can buy anywhere where you can get books online, I'm going to put the link to it. Um, so if you, it's easy to remember homeschool hacks, uh, but the link will be in the show notes and you can find all the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So do go and have a look at that. If you want uh, more great ideas that aren't related to tech on how to uh, manage your time, etc., better as a homeschooler. So let's get on to tech. So I, I found Lindsay on Instagram, saw um, her book title, and I think I've seen her do something about tech as well. And so I reached out and said, well, do you perhaps have any tech hacks? And she does. So um, we're going to be looking at those. But before we get into the hacks, first question is, do we really need technology? Yeah, so um, I'm a big believer of books and offline learning as well as online. And I think that you probably could get away with not using any technology in the instruction portion of your homeschool. But I highly recommend it for keeping everything organized uh, because I need those electronic to-do lists that follow me um, from place to place on my phone and my computer, as well as just communicating with the children. And um, I think that technology kind of takes a lot of the guesswork out of getting things organized as well as just saves a lot of time so I wouldn't try to do it without it right um how does technology for parents differ from technology for kids so we we use technology a lot for learning in our school um, but we really use it to kind of keep the whole family connected um, from our calendars to our um, communications you know email and, and text um, but we also as soon as the children turn about 13 to 16 depending on the platform we do get them um, 
their social media accounts reserved, even if they're not allowed to use them um, with their names so that somebody doesn't come along and, and try to impersonate them, as well as we get their domain, their first name, last name, so that uh, someday if they want to use that as a portfolio for art or music, um, for college scholarships, or to just impress a future employer, they don't have to try to go and get that themselves. Um, so that's one way that we get students immediately immersed in technology. And then for parents, for us, it's a lot of just uh, checking in with the kids, um, organizing coursework. Uh, I use it to save a lot of money, a lot of deal searching and saving so that we can buy those online live courses that cost so much money and give a little bit of a discount too. I love your idea of um, the online portfolios. We I've actually spoken about that in a few of the episodes and we've looked at some free tools. But um, even though free tools, you can often put them, you know, use your own uh, um, URL for it and your own domain. So uh, it's definitely something um, I would highly suggest. Uh, I know my own children, some of them have had that and they've used it even, you know, beyond college to get jobs. So let's now look at some of the actual technology that you use and you would recommend for homeschooling parents. Sure. Um, so I'm a big Todoist fan, and I learned from talking to you that you like Todoist as well. Yes. Um, it follows me everywhere, unlike the back of an envelope, which is where I used to, for some reason, make my little lists. Um, and then you leave the envelope behind, yeah. and then yes, yeah. And it is a kind of a great feedback, because when you check off your five tasks a day or whatever it is, you get the little hooray, which makes you feel good. Um, and it so easily integrates with the Google Calendar. So if I add something to the list, it shows up on the calendar. If I book like a hotel room and it, and it appears on my Google calendar and immediately imports to my Todoist to remind me that, yes, I need to be en route to this hotel right now. So um, it just kind of keeps my scattered brain all thinking in a more linear fashion. Um, and then I also like checkyourplanner.com, which is what I use for planning homeschool. Um, I'm not a big paper bullet journal um, I have one, but it's mostly just as a record for the IRS to show that, yes, I am doing all these, these things. I don't use it necessarily to um, track and plan my day. Uh, I, I, need, I need the technology piece that follows me around everywhere. Um, so checkyourplanner.com is a way to kind of import uh, the lesson planning for some major publishers. You can just type in the publisher and it'll import that week's lesson planning. Um, and you can just manually add in things you want your kids to do too. But the best part of it is, um, as all of our best laid plans often end up not happening, um, you can easily, instead of just saying, okay, today didn't happen, little Johnny was sick, you don't have to delete everything and move everything a day. You just simply click a button and it pushes every assignment out one day um, with a button click, which is great because... I think planning is discouraging when you don't meet your goals and you have to rewrite and rewrite. Um, and that can often take more time than what you save in, in planning in the first place. And then um, fasttranscripts.com is another resource that we've used since the beginning just to get those high school transcripts down um, and in a format that colleges can easily read and understand probably the best thing about it is as you're filling that out, you'll start to type in the name of a course and it'll kind of auto, auto populate or suggest a few things. For example, um, British Lit, it'll say, you know, did you mean this or did you mean this? Um, and it also provides a handy little guide that differentiates between um, kind of like a, a, 
a college acceptance for like a community college or something where maybe you wouldn't need more than two or three years of math versus like a more robust college entrance requirements where maybe you need four years of math or four years of science with labs. And so it can kind of help you see as you're filling in the transcripts, um, what gaps you might still need to fill before your child graduates to get into different types of institutions, which I, I find very lovely. And it's all again, stored cloud-based so you can access it from any of your devices. I love that. I didn't know either of the last two. So those are great new tools to have learned about. So as we're just finishing up, talk to me a little bit about creating boundaries with tech today. Yes. So boundaries are important. Um, If you don't have them, you'll soon figure out why you needed them, which is (laughs) what any parenting lesson. Um, I'm a big believer in creating boundaries that are unique to each child just because they're going to want to use technology for different ends. Um, Some children are content to just play games. Others are using it to look up things, explore. Um, You know, there's a lot of places where kids can get in a little over their heads. Um, And so knowing that it's not so much you can't visit this site or you can't visit this site, but understanding kind of the motivation behind them because they can always find another site that um, maybe you didn't catch or another app that does the exact same thing that another app you told them not to use can do. I just don't think we can catch everything that's out there. Um, And we certainly can try, but for us, it's creating boundaries along the lines of what are you trying to seek out with this technology? You know, what need are you trying to fill? Do you need to be spending this much time and really personalizing that to the child? And then understanding that some kids just aren't going to have that same interest in technology, Um, but maybe a boundary for them is pushing them to try some new things Mm -hmm. too, because the world is, is, as you know, runs on tech and um, parents that don't encourage their children to use it in a healthy way are going to find that, you know, maybe they'll find another way to fill that that gap. And so if we can come up with the ideas and kind of guide them, it usually works out best for us. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to remind you that show sponsor Funder Funder Academy holds an annual summer contest for high schoolers. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, more or less live, um, well, as it comes out, then you are still going to have plenty of time to sign up. The deadline for signing up is usually around about July the 10th. Um, And the idea is that there are lots of fun challenges that your students can pick and choose between to earn points and the points translate into gift card and money prizes between $5 and $150. We have a lot of great sponsors who come alongside to help encourage your kids to do the things that you are trying to get them to do. So it's as a case of rewarding them instead of beating them over the head. And it's not too much work. It's summer. We know that. And so it's designed just to start to get your kids thinking about what they need to do to get ready for college and how to be successful there. So take a look. You can either just go to funderfunderacademy.com, look under contests, uh, or you can go to the show notes and find the link for it there. So just back to Lindsay. So Lindsay, where or can we find you? Like I know I found you on Instagram and your Instagram and Twitter handle are the same at LNERL. That's L-K-N-E-R-L. Then where is your blog? Okay. So the blog was named 13 years ago um, when we didn't think about things like SEO. <laughs> and it's called Lilla Pumpkin, L-I-L-L-E-P-U-N-K-I-N.com. And it's 13 years of um, homeschool reviews and crafts and um, garden projects and dinner recipe ideas, um, just 
from our last 13 years of life together. I had a look and there's lots of cool stuff there, including she explains why it's a good idea to introduce Shakespeare to your kids. And I love Shakespeare. So go and have a look at that post of hers. And don't forget again about her book, Homeschool Hacks. If you um, are feeling frazzled and like you need a little help, this is the place to go. You can hear how crazy busy Lindsay's own life is running a business, um, homesteading and has six kids. If she can manage and she still managed to find enough time to write the book, then you can cope too. So go and grab some of her hacks. You've heard some of her tech hacks. Now go and look at some of her others. Thanks again so much for coming and sharing this time with us, Lindsay. Thank you. It was fun. And I have to tell you all that this is our third attempt at recording. I, I had plenty of tech hiccups today. So <laughs> you, we, I really am very grateful to Lindsay for hanging in with me and you, the rest we haven't seen all behind the scenes, but it hasn't been pretty this week. So do come again and join us same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.